Hello, hello everyone. This is another episode of Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCann, and I'm here with Mark Zanetto. He is a podcaster, comedian, former uh, professional tennis player, amateur boxer. I mean, this this man, he does it all. <laughs> so Mark, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Good, good. So um, I, my first question before we dive into sports, what made you do all the things that you were doing? Uh, I mean, I grew up in, t- in today, like a lot of kids, like specialize in like different sports. But I, I mean, I grew up in a time. I'm third. I'll be 38 this year, where everything was. You just played everything. I played baseball. The, o- the only sport I've never played is hockey. Like I've never wow. laced up skates. Um, I've even like thrown the cross balls around with guys in college. Just uh, I played. You, you're gonna laugh because you're like you do everything. My last year of college. Um, I didn't play high school football because my mom wouldn't sign the permission slip. So I said, wow. "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out for the football team at, in college." And I played safety for one year in college too. Really? What yeah. what college? Is uh, Sacred Heart University? It's a, wow. it's a one double A, so not FCS. That's dope. Yeah, that's so, incredible. Yeah, so I mean, I've always I've always loved everything I've ever wanted to do has been sports related. Um, so that's where the podcast come in. Um, even some comedy stuff like you know you make analogies based off of sports. Um, you know, some of my favorite comedians do that too. Like Bill Burr is a great example of that. All his every Monday morning podcast is about, you know, him watching the Bruins, the Red Sox, and all those Boston sport teams. And um, yeah, I mean, now now doing a bunch of stuff on Twitter with Cy Alexander, who's um, a historic uh, uh, coach from A and T. Um, he just gra- he graduated. He just retired four years ago, but he he did a lot of pre and post game stuff for me for UNCG basketball, the SoCon in general, and. Um, we partnered to create a. We're hoping to do like a docu series called uh, One Bid, which essentially is about one bid basketball uh, conferences around the country, wow. which is seventy five percent of college basketball. Yeah. So all like the underbelly of what you don't see from from college basketball, right? Um, everyone around here follows Duke, Carolina, when you know Wake Forest, NC State. But like if you if you finish top seven in the ACC, you go to the NCAA tournament. All right, right. Every every conference outside of the Big Seven or eight. Typically, is a one bit. Right. So that's that's what we're focusing on. We're um, got some footage of the Southern Conference tournament, and we're trying to put that together right now as we speak. Interesting. So, who are some of the uh, people you're trying to interview for this documentary? Is it uh, head coaches so, from? So, is going to be the the main guy because he coached in one bit leagues for 40 years. Okay. Uh, he just recently retired. He's he's the last coach to take ANC to the to the NCAA tournament, uh, he, and he he has their one NCAA tournament win. Um, I think they beat Liberty. Okay. And in, in one of the playing games, right? So he, he, he's lived it, he's breathed it, uh, that world. And I have interviews with Coach Miller. I've interviewed uh, here at UNCG. I have interviews with Mike Young, who's now the coach at Virginia Tech. Cy will be a focal point. And it's really just the coverage of, of this year's tournament. Because even though if UNCG had won, it would have been a two-bid league, it still was just a one-bid league. Wofford went. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. They should have got in. And, and maybe another, a third team. But that's kind of the way it works in college basketball. And some of the sport, some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today with the fight game, there's a lot of parallels because it's not, it's not an equitable system. Yeah. Um, you know... You have some you have some guys who probably deserve shots to to, to have title fights or that's right. or even move up the ladder and it's a lot of politics and that's right. and that's and that's really what what the NCAA tournament you know selection committee is because even though we heard on the selection committee show that UNCG was the last team out right I don't know if I believe it 
Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Because yeah. Because it's UNCG, right? It's right. not. It's not Seton Hall. It's not. Um, okay. You know what I mean? It's not a name. And and even though I think they're doing a better job of putting out, um, of giving smaller schools an opportunity, it's essentially just like you have to win your league or, you know, that's you're, it. You're out of luck. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, speaking of the fight game, um, we're gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be talking to, to you about a few boxing updates. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you think of? Um, the Anthony Joshua Jerome Miller situation. The way that I look at it is, um, you know, heavyweights when it comes to American boxing hasn't been the same since Mike Tyson. All right, and now we, you know, we have Deontay Wilder. He was supposed to be this guy who, who a lot of people respect, but you know, it's not in the same level. And then Jerome could have been another guy. Do you feel like Jerome Miller taking steroids hurts American boxing in any way? No, because um, <laughs> I'm I'm more pessimistic and skeptical of I think everyone's doing something and I don't mean that like you know you know hyperbolic it's if you talk to anybody it's it's kind of like to go back to college basketball it's like it's like when you hear about programs getting popped for paying paying players right everybody pays players everybody does I feel it so it's just a matter of who gets caught right and so he got popped and it's usually guys who are arrogant feel like they can't be touched um, you know so for me Jerome Miller probably felt like he needed this to to, to beat to Anthony, be Anthony Josh. Josh. Yeah. And, and or just needed that edge. Like some of these guys, like if you talk to bodybuilders, you talk to fighters, having the juice like flowing through you gives you kind of that psychological edge that you need. And then when you take that away, maybe they maybe they feel like their skills aren't up to par, but they have mm. that extra it's kinda of like going in with like um, like a cheat code. Yeah, uh, I feel that. You know, so I think that's I think that's kind of where he probably felt like he needed to be, because you know if you saw like the weigh in, like he was pushing them, like you yeah, know, like, you know, talking a lot of shit, and like it's like one of those things where guys like that, and then you get popped for steroids. And he I was mean, accusing Anthony Joshua for, for taking the same thing he was taking. No, nah, I mean, you listen, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that Anthony Joshua may, he might be clean, but mm. and, and part of it is look, Anthony Joshua is a specimen, man. Man, he's, for he's, real, he's he's. he's been the same size, the same kind of build. Like it's not like you took a. I'll give you a great a, a great actor who I know took steroids. Will Smith. Okay. Will Smith. Oh, he took steroids. I did not know. Take that. a pic, Take a picture. Go, dude. Anybody listen to this? Google Will Smith. Um, I Robot. Wow. Not even Ali, because yeah. you know he got big for that. But right. if you look at if you look at there's like three scenes from I Robot where like I was like. You like look at it and you're like, that's not Wilson. That's not the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh my that's, goodness, that's a that's a monster. Wow. And there's no doubt about it. That. And there's no doubt about it that actors do it. I mean, Ed Norton just said that he did it for American History X. He got really big for it because he's a tiny guy. Yeah, I wonder if The Rock does something like that. Probably. I mean, listen, every every big time guy will take, um, and a lot of times they'll do it with a doctor, like testosterone replacement, HGH, and they get their blood levels checked so they're not doing like crazy amounts. But the guys yeah. like Jarrell Miller. Who are trying to get an edge are on multiple things and it's right. unchecked, right? Um, so, I mean, there, I, again, I don't think that there's an issue, but the problem with guys that big, if you're taking something that makes you even 10% stronger, you could really hurt somebody based off of you're on a substance that doesn't make that you normally don't hit like that, yeah. and all of a sudden you're, you know, popping popping people's heads back. So that's my ne- the danger of it. So my 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 next question to you: Do you feel like then it's unfair to judge fighters who get? caught using steroids do you feel like we judge them unfairly because like Canelo 
right? Canelo was could have been the mm -hmm. face, one of those faces of, of boxing, and he still is. But when he took that chick, when he had that chicken, when he had that yeah. meat, yeah, his his status hmm. seemed to kind of diminish. Do you feel like that would be that's unfair? Since if everyone's doing it, um, I think the fighter might say that. Uh, I think I think us like kind of as commentators just. You kind of just have to take everything case by case, right? Canelo, the Canelo situation is one of those. It's kind of like reminds me of baseball. Like guys, guys take steroids to make that huge, get that huge contract, and then it's like whatever. Because Canelo just signed a three hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, three sixty five million. So apparently that didn't hurt him. No, in, it in didn't. His, in his ability to draw, because and that's the other thing too. People realize like when you have when you have a big fan base like he does, like a Mexican fan base, nobody cares. Mm. They just want to see you fight. I feel like, that. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, it's like, um, I mean, think about it this way. I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan at all, but he draws, right? Yes. He's a he white draws. beater. He's been, he has literally been to jail for, for physically, physically assaulting his wife and his son. And people still pay $50 to see him fight. Think about that. I feel it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, Con Conor McGregor has been accused of, you know, rape. In Ireland, he's been accused of, of you know, he's all kinds of crazy problems in the in the U.S. lately with the Khabib fight and all that stuff. Right. You think you think anybody in Ireland cares? That I don't think anybody in America really cares. That's what I'm saying. But like the huge the huge fan bases typically turn a blind eye because a the guys win or b they're just that's their guy. It's like this blind. It's like a blind allegiance, and the guys who get the most vilification are the ones that. Um, Essentially, just are not even bad guys. They just they they're they don't they don't either they don't own it or they just they try to make excuses. Like some of these guys are unapologetic, and that's what people just are like. Whatever, I still watch them fight. So you think it's because of, the, of how unapologetic they are? That's yeah. the reason why. So if they were felt guilty, then the fans and then everybody would push back against them. They said, "Yeah, I did it. I messed up." You I almost feel like, like yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes when people are fans of whether it's you know any sports figures, political figures, whatever. When someone doubles down and says, "I mean, I am who I am, whatever." Yeah, I almost I respect that more, even if you're a bad person, even if like you're a bad person because you own it. Interesting. I, I was I was used to say when um, going back to like some comedy roots, like I used to do a bit about when Tiger Woods got in trouble for cheating on his wife. Yeah, I, I used to say, well. He, he, he should have just came out and said, "Listen, you guys have no idea how easy it is for me to get women. I'm a billionaire. I'm the I'm the biggest." Right. He at one point, Tiger Woods was he was that dude. Yeah. My my only issue with it because I felt like people they it's almost like they were accusing him of like murdering someone. Well, that's what I mean. Or, I mean, it was he cheated on his wife, which is it's terrible. Is not not a good thing. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Don't get me wrong. It's terrible. But it's like so many other people have done other things, and. They didn't get as much heat as Tiger did. This and I just is, wonder, I, you know my, what I mean? One of my favorite comedians ever. And if he ever, it will, maybe we'll add him for this because uh, it's it's probably one of his best bits is Chris Rock. And he used to say, when Bill Clinton got in trouble, he was like, a man is only as faithful as his options. <laughs> man. And Tiger Woods has hella options. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And it's true, right? I feel it. And I, and I, I, I honestly it. think fame is guys like when they're in that type of power should should learn from a guy like Derek Jeter. Derek wow. Jeter didn't you know was he didn't went, he never got married. Never got married he until he was married. retired. Right. Out of the game. You know, he had his uh, daughter I think in his mid uh, you know his 42 43 and got married after that, right? Yeah. You don't want to be the A-Rod where people you know the you know you, you're cheating on your wife because 
the options are there. Right. Like Tiger. Because you're yeah. trying to kind of keep up this persona. I feel it. Un- unless you have like a strong, like, a, like a strong marriage. you like, I'm only going to be yeah. with this one person. Other than that, it's like. It, if, unless you're if, Doug Christie. You know what I'm saying? Slapped around by your wife a little bit. Oh, man. Gosh, <laughs> man. All right, all right, all right. We're going to skip on to something else. Uh, so, my next question, I'm going to switch over. Um, I want to talk about Vasily Lomachenko. Okay. So, a lot of people have been talking about, like Teddy Atlas, talking about how he believes that he's the best fighter he's seen since Muhammad Ali. Like, when you see, and, 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 and respect, because when I see Vasily, mm-hmm. I think this guy. He's got incredible skill. I haven't seen skill like this in a minute, but it's tough for me to say he's the best fighter since Ali. Since there's been so many other great he's fighters. Lost. You know, he already saying? has one, one loss too. His first, I think, his first fight uh, was Salido. Yeah, Salido he lost, and so it's like, can we really say that he is is he the next Muhammad Ali? No, Especially in a lower weight class. If he was maybe middleweight, if he was a if he was a welterweight or a middleweight, you know what I'm saying? I feel like because of how small he is, he might not get that same recognition because we don't view people of a smaller weight class as the same as, you know what I mean? Well, you have to be exceptional like like Floyd. Like Floyd's 50 true. and 0. I mean, Very like, and, and he barely gets touched. You have to have a, a special skill set. Like, you know, Floyd's the best defensive player to defensive boxer to ever live. Um, so, and, and, and we look at someone like Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali was so transcendent because he moved the way a middleweight moved, but he did it at 205 pounds, which is big for a heavyweight back then. Right. And, you know, now he'd be more of like a cruiserweight. Man, he'd be small. Deontay was 607. I mean, yeah. not, 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 not 607, 207. Yeah, he was 207 I mean, his And they said he was skinny. Well, he was, but he's also like 6'7". Yeah, too. That's like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, you know, heavyweights just don't... They're they huge, man. They just weren't that big back in the day, and like this, the, the evolution of that division is kind of crazy. But yeah, to your to your point, I think Loma is the reason why people compare him and kind of look at him in that way is because he's so smooth and his footwork is, yeah. is crazy. It, he almost looks like he never gets hurt in a fight. I agree with that. Um, even though, even though, I mean, listen, anybody would tell you when you get punched, like it almost it's almost like when you get hit for the first time. Um, you, you kind of remember what it felt like and you're, and you're good and you kind of it, it makes you it makes you kind of like snap into it like there's a there's a the Latin, the canelo fight um, he got popped with a with with a left cross that made his head completely turn and he just stood there and people were like how does that happen it's because he's been he's been hit like that so many times it becomes like a reflex and some guys just have better chins but still like that's just something that is so it's like an innate ability, and I think Loma has that. But he, but his footwork is so much better than Everyone anybody else. in his division, probably anybody in boxing at this point. I feel, um, that. And, I feel and, that, and that's why it's because it's a clean fight. Like even though pe- people love to say like, "Oh, I love the Arturo Gotti and the you know the Mickey Ward fights," oh, and they're man. awesome, right? But it's there's something really cool about watching greatness and a guy just like completely tool a guy right. and just like completely step around, move his feet, kind of you know bam bam bam, and then just like kind of attack. Yeah. And then he doesn't get touched. Um, I mean, I I remember watching that Arturo, and I I was really young when mm-hmm. this fight happened, but I watched it. I watched the whole fight. Arturo Gatti versus Floyd Mayweather. All right. Floyd Mayweather destroyed Arturo Gatti. I mean, he was just yeah. toying with him. And I remember people talking about Gotti being this guy who was great, and he probably was great. He was. But Floyd demolished him, and it really was shocking to me. And so when you mentioned Loma, I think Loma could end up being one of those guys who will be 
great like a Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, and, you know? and, and the unfortunate thing for him is because he has that one, um, you know, kind of silly loss under his, under his belt, it'll it'll diminish a little bit of his legacy. But if he goes on to win, you know, because he's going to keep that's the thing is he's going to keep moving up um, weight classes. And yeah. So you think like Mikey? Wait, if he were to fight now, for me, I w- I would stop at 140, 140, 140. I'm not maybe not even 140. Because, like, if he's going to fight Errol Spence or Mikey Garcia, I'm not sure if he wins those fights. I, I mean, I mean, Errol Spence. Let's put it this way. If Floyd can fight at 155, Loma check over fight. You think, but do you think Loma could beat Errol Spence Jr.? I don't know. Because he's he's short. He's a lot shorter than Errol. And, I, and Errol, he's got he's got skill, too. He's got the IQ as well. The angles, though, like that, that Loma is able to create uh, – Sometimes when the guy's that long, like, yeah, he can use his jab to kind of keep him away, but with as quick as Loma is, like, when he throws, when, when, when uh, Aerosmith throws that, that jab, like, I think Loma can kind of slide in and kind of get kind of some inside leverage on him. I don't know. That, that's a good, it's a good question. I, yeah. I, I, I'm I, I, picking Arrow. I, I, I mean, pick I would love to, I'd love to see it. That would be an amazing fight. But I want to, um, I want, before the podcast ends, I want to talk about the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were discussing this on, on Messenger when we were, when we were uh, talking about what we were going to discuss. And I was talking about uh, Conor McGregor. It's mm-hmm. like, will Conor McGregor ever fight again? And you're like, no, no way. I just found out. How much did he, how much did he make? How much they did made he make? The, well, it's, not, it's not, obviously not just him, but the, his, his uh, whiskey, Proper 12, Past one billion in sales in just in the U.S. alone over the weekend. It's crazy money. I mean, why so would you fight? I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't put gloves on again. No, no. Well, I, you know what I would do if I was him, um, because there was such like a after he fought Floyd or like during that whole thing with Paulie Mal- Malinaji, like there was that kind of um, yeah heated exchange between them. I'd call him out of retirement and say, listen, let's 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 do a little pay per view, forty bucks a pop. You know, UFC? No, boxing. Boxing. Okay. Because he killed Polly. Uh, I mean, he killed him in UFC, but it would be an interesting fight in boxing because Polly hasn't fought in a couple of years. No. He's a former world champion. Um, talked a lot of talked a lot of uh, smack during the um, the Floyd fight. Yeah. Came in and sparred, and Connor caught him on a couple good shots. And there's this whole backstory of you know. Did, did the UFC doctor images to make uh, Connor look like a better boxer? Right, right. Crap. So I just think it would be. Dude, there's built in. There's built in drama. I, hey, look, I, I would love to see it. I think it would be cool. I just feel like because, and look, I feel like there's a certain time period where, where once you retire, you're just not that same guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Polly, as good of a boxer as he was, I, I actually think Connor could get him depending on how how much in shape he is, how, how in shape he is now. But there's something about when you don't like a guy, it kind of gives you that motivation. Paulie hates Connor. Like, I mean, as much as he should thank him for making him more famous, right? Um, and probably making him more money. I mean, Paul, this this dude. I mean, he would he would probably stop all things because he's an announcer. He does all kinds of stuff. Right. He would stop and and just dedicate to to get in shape to kick Connor's ass. Like I'm not Man. I'm not joking. Like, and I, I, don't, I believe it. I don't particularly like Paulie because I think he's I think he's kind of a buster and I think he actually I think he actually got embarrassed. Like I mean he got embarrassed because he thought he was going to camp to um, help, train to help yeah, Connor. Train Connor yeah. And I think Connor wanted to punk him and Paulie yeah Connor I mean did and he yeah he yeah he did punk him and it was and it's unfortunate because I'm like man you just I mean I guess Connor his it camp a, it was a, his, it was a bad thing to do his, his camp did it yeah. so he could make some of course some more money of get course. more publicity and so. Hey, look, it, it worked out for Connor because what do you make, $100 million? 
that fight. Easy. Easy hundred million. So um, and so and and I almost feel like with Connor, like you know, the UFC has kind of moved to. I don't want to say he's not the face of it anymore because if he fought, it'd be one of the biggest fights. Like with Khabib, like that was a huge fight, even though he got dominated. Yeah. Um, but I think honestly, I would love to see. I told you this in in, um, in Messenger before. Thomas uh, Cerrone is is fighting probably the best of his life. Yeah. And he just looks like a different dude. Like he he beat Ally Quinta the other night, and to Ally Quinta's uh, you know solid. Really good. I mean, he's the fourth. He was the he's the fourth lightweight in the world, but he still took a ton of punishment. And Cowboy didn't look like he got touched. Like he got he got rocked a couple times. As you yeah. see, everyone gets hit. But right, I told you, he look, he just looks like a Terminator. It's it's kind of it's kind of um, it's a weird chance. It's like a weird transformation because Cowboy was this fighter where he would just go in and brawl, and he didn't care who he was fighting. But now he's more like tempered, and he attacks when he needs to, and it's he uses sidekicks to kind of uh, throw bombs. It's just. It's crazy, like it's it's like um, it's like watching um, like you know like a Rocky movie where that like Rocky three when he comes in and like you know feeds Mr T but like he's yeah. like stone faced and just right. like nothing bothers me. Wow, you can punch me anywhere. I, I, don't matter. I, don't matter. Wow. And he's won his last four fights, and I I hope I hope he called out McGregor. He was talking smack. I mean, because he fight he'll fight anybody. He's he's literally one of the only guys who can say that and actually have a history back of backing it up. it up. Because he really has fought. He's fought up and coming guys. He's like Darren Till. He got his ass kicked by Darren Till in Poland. Yeah, that was a that was a bad decision for him to fight Darren Till because at 170, that guy's a monster. He's probably 220 walking around. And <laughs> exactly. so, you know, that was a bad move. But now at 155, I think he can. I think he can win the title. I think I really think he can. He could give Khabib run because he's big, and I don't think wow. I don't think Khabib because I don't think Khabib could could um, grapple with him the way he did Connor, and I don't think he could because um, think about it. Ally Quinta uh, took Khabib all five rounds and yeah. really kind of was there toe to toe. You know, Cowboy six two, he would have reach on him, um, and the Khabib's relentless. But I, I just think that when it came down to it, unless unless Khabib could get Cowboy's back, which it's tough to do, man. It's a big guy. Um, he's probably walking around 190, and he's cutting to 155. That would be interesting to fight to see. I think I would love to see that. Yeah, I think I think uh, Cowboys calling Connor because that's the money fight. That's but the, the Khabib fight would be a big time fight. I mean, it would be, but I'm saying like well, the Connor cause, would cause, be the money because because would be the money fight because how many how many people love Connor McGregor? I mean, so I many know. people love. And, and I also feel like too like uh, Cowboy knows that if he was to beat Connor, his name would just go boom, up. Not only, not only does it go up, but he almost. I feel like anybody that faces Connor next, if, if he decides to fight and beats him, Connor's done in UFC. He lose three straight. You know what I mean? Like you lose to Floyd, then okay. you lose to Khabib, now you lose to whoever. Let's say it's Cowboy. Let's say so. So then the Cowboy would be the guy who beat Connor out. Yeah, who took him out. Just to like, UFC. look, man, you're not even you're not even worth fighting anymore. Just just go make your whiskey. Wow. It's true, and in in in, in Cowboy would I, I know that guys are angling for that because it will help make their name, but also kind of shut a guy up that's been talking shit for years. I feel that. I feel that. So my next question to you, um, and my final question about the UFC is, uh, who is the greatest UFC fighter you've ever seen? Greatest UFC fighter ever. Um, well, it's got to be George George St. Pierre. Okay. Um, I, think about it. The guy didn't fight for. You can look it up, but I think it was like three or four years. Then he gets he, he uh, fights um, God, uh, not Weidman or uh, no, who's the announcer? That's the British guy. Uh, the British right guy. 
I got you. Hold the on. only no announcer I know is Joe Rogan. That's it. No, I know. It's he, not him. He's a former fighter. He's British, and uh, they had a like a super fight, and um, came out of retirement and won, you know, the middleweight middleweight belt. I mean, it, it, it's not. And then he just back, went back and retired. Wow. And I know that. Um, I think I've heard Khabib wants to fight him, but there's just there's just not a guy who's more um, humble and also more just. Just an all-around, well-rounded monster of a of a of a fighter. Hold yeah. on, I'm gonna look this guy up. Real oh, quick. no worries, no UFC worries. UFC fighter. See, for, see, for me, when I look at it, and um, a lot of people call this guy the greatest, but he's had issues with. I know where you're going, but go with, ahead. with drugs, and he's had issues with. He's a wild man. He's, you know what I mean, and I, I love him because he can really. Because for for me, I grew up watching him, and I was like, yo, this is the guy who I. It, it made me a UFC fan watching this guy because of, of what he was doing. John Bones Jones. Of course. He was that guy who was like, yo, man, there's nobody like him. And, of course, you got the spider. You got – so it's like – and he's, they kind of have similar – you know what I'm saying? They always compare them. So I was like, yo, could John Jones be in that, that ever in that greatest ever? But I feel like because of all the drug issues and all the off-the-field off issues, he might not ever be considered the greatest. Yeah. It's one of those things where you just can't you can't put them up there. It's like it's like saying it's the it's like the Barry Bonds thing. Mm. You know, Barry Bonds is probably the greatest baseball player to ever ever play, except once he started taking steroids, his head got as big as um, you know a Pez dispenser. You know right. what I mean? Like and his feet, something about his feet too, right? Yeah, something I mean the guy was just crazy. Um, and he and he wasn't very nice to the media. He he was, 100%. you know what I mean. He wasn't nice to the media. But my thing with Barry is, he could have been a Hall of Famer before he took, hundred percent, you know, steroids. I don't even know why he had to take steroids. My, and and by know? the way, to go back to it, it's Michael Bisping. Oh, okay, so, Michael um, Bisping. I should have known that. So St. Pierre returned in 2017 uh, to to fight Bisping for the title, middleweight title, beats him, retires again. And then you know Bisping, he recently retired too. Yeah. So. I mean, those are two legends. You know, Michael, they're both Hall of Famers. Um, the thing with John, the thing with, with Johnny is just like, look, he's he's by far maybe the most talented fighter to ever fight, but that doesn't mean he's the greatest. And mm. I, I think part of that is because, like, D, you know, fighting DC and beating him twice, um, I don't think DC. Uh, first of all, I don't think DC should fight him again. Oh, third time? Okay. No way. Why not? Because because to me, if I'm DC, he doesn't deserve it. Interesting. He doesn't deserve it. He, you know, if you get popped twice and then there's all these excuses as to why Picked you do it and, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, it's great. And I listen, I listened to this whole, the entire uh, Joe Rogan podcast with uh, the head of USADA talking about the pictograms and in, in what that means. And I understand it. But that being said, if you're John Jones and you and you are, you, you need to go into every fight from now on knowing that everything about your body is clean. Like, you can't, you can't mess around. Like you can't you can't sit there and say to me, well, well, there was some like stuff that was that was left over from a year ago. It's like, well, get get that out of your system because you don't want any questions being you know being about. True. You know, it's like um, very true. It's like if someone was just like, not that I, I listen, you know, any any drug that people, you know, whether it's recreational or whatever, if you have a history of of, of drug abuse and you have to go take a drug test and there's a little bit in your system, it's still gonna fail you. Right. So I, it's you know it's like. I just, I just wouldn't find him. If I was DC, I'd ask for Brock Lesnar and then peace out. Well, I heard Brock Lesnar. He said that he was done. 
I mean, but I'm saying like that's the money fight. Like talking about Cowboy and Connor. Yeah. Like think about the the main the co-main event. You do DC uh, Brock Cowboy Connor. Oh, I would. That's that's the biggest. That's huge UFC, money. UFC fight. 240. Let's go. Huge money fight. You know, but I remember seeing. I think Brock Lesnar. He has, a, and he always he was always up and down in UFC. And he's a big time steroid user too. Yeah. And. I remember watching um, the Alistair Overeem fight. Oh yeah! When when all he did was put his knee up his rib, rib cage, man, that was it. That was a wrap. Brock, like, Brock Lesnar is a is a steroids aside. If that dude had no juice in him, he just he's just such a different like he's a he's a monster. Yeah, he's, he's a huge. giant. He's six four, three hundred pounds. Like he tried out for the Vikings and made the last cut. And yeah, they, they cut him on the last day. Yeah, like he's not good athlete. Uh, he probably could have been a defensive lineman in the NFL if he if uh, he really like worked at it. Yeah, sure. and this was just kind of like a whim. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go try out for the NFL. Yeah, and beat I mean, out like thirty like college college football players. That's crazy, man. He probably. I wonder if um, he was better than the Rock in football. He probably oh, definitely. Oh, for real? Because the Rock because the Rock was a backup in Miami. Miami, yeah. true. Um, true, true. And you, I've seen some of those photos of the Rock, man. And he was kind of chunky when he was in Miami, man. I mean, listen, didn't get that good uh, HGH and some of some of that other good stuff that you can get now. That he's that he's uh, now that he's a billionaire, he's you know he's probably got all kinds of good stuff flowing through his system. You know what, man? That's 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 where I want to be, man. I want to be right there with, with the Rock. Do some movies, do some sports, and then yeah. stuff like that, man. I don't know about the HGH, but I definitely want to get built too, man. No, man. Um, if you, if, I guarantee you, The Rock's got himself a, a private doctor. Yeah. Who takes care of all his blood work. Everything that gets into his system is probably clean. Um, he's not competing anything, so I have no, I have no issue with anybody. Because I mean, listen, the dude's probably almost 50 years old. Works his ass off. Driven, motivated. You think he can fly across, like, even though he's on private jets, like, to China and all these different places without kind of, like, help? Like, like it, a normal person can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. just, he definitely has, um, it's not, it's not, you know, I, I don't know if I'm saying it, like, where it seems like I'm, you know, saying that he's doing something wrong. No, he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah. If I was him, I'd be doing the exact same I thing. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. For well, sure. Well, hey, uh, Mark, thank you uh, for thank joining you. me in this interview. It was a pleasure. Pleasure, man.